Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Jamie, how are you doing today? Sam, life is good. How are you today? Same. Cannot complain. Cannot complain at all. Good weather, sunny day, working for myself. Not too shabby. Sounds like freedom. Smells like freedom. <laughs> Just in this podcast studio today. Uh, I think we were talking offline a little bit about kids are back in school. That really sounds like freedom even more than owning a business is having your children back on a schedule. But I um, I was sharing with you that my son is actually taking a class this year in school and they're talking about interest rates. They're talking about uh, wealth management. He's in fourth grade this year. So it was crazy for me to look at this stuff and like different types of jobs, different types of things. And it was no secret to me that they really are looking at like having equity. Like they're talking about these things with 10 year olds. And that is so cool because Max, who's in our Maxwell Minutes on our social media, and you know, he's exposed to business ownership pretty heavily, as you can see through those. But he was really like deep in thought on business ownership and was learning some things that he didn't really know ahead of time. More than a lemonade stand that most kids do. I mean, the, the exposure that kids, when you own a business, the exposure that kids get in seeing it front and center is empowering to them. It's motivational to them. It's they see the good days, the bad days, the behind the scenes conversations. And um, it's it's part of the value to me of owning your own business and, and working for yourself is being able to provide that education to them that's unfiltered and raw and real and and shows them that there is a path that if they if they have options in life as opposed to just getting a job. I could not agree more. And I think I do tell Max, like, I think you should get a W-2 job first because I want you to learn on somebody else's dime. I want you to learn to make all of those mistakes while you have a W-2. You know, you can't, education is cheap. Experience is damn expensive. So I would rather have you do that, not on my dime, <laughs> but on somebody else's dime, learn how to really appreciate what it takes to run a business. But I certainly think putting kids in front of what we do and running businesses and working for yourself creates almost a culture within your family that anything's possible, that earning exponentially is possible. And they don't just believe it because they hear it. They believe it because they see it. So I, I mean, for me, it, it is a way of life. And I know for you, it is as well. It's a, it's a way of life for our entire family. Franchising is, we've emerged ourselves into the franchising space. Um, it, from Melissa, my wife here, who we'll bring on in a second, to the kids, to our businesses that we own, to um, business ownership and, and the taste of freedom is exactly what we're going after. And for the kids to see that, for it to be a lifestyle for us, it's, it's empowering. And you alluded to your wife. We have a reluctant guest with us today. We had to convince Melissa to take time out of her very, very busy role in the franchise industry to talk about what she does, but also to talk about the way that you guys have built and structured your family around business ownership and really have taken so much of what people want from that and educated your kids and you've immersed your family 
in business ownership. And really, I, I think it's an ideal for a lot of the folks that we talk to. So without further ado, I would love to bring your wife on the podcast. We have Melissa Major, Senior Project Manager for the Buildum Group, um, who we've had on the podcast before, but who has had tons of experience in the space thus far. Thank you so much for joining us, Melissa. You're welcome. Nice to see Hi, you. Hi, babe. Hi, honey. <laughs> so for you guys, I would love, Melissa, for you to just give us your background in franchising. If you can kind of walk through how you got started in this role, what what really brought you in? I'm guessing an accident, but just give us kind <laughs> of your your background story in franchising. Yeah, so um, it actually started. Um, I worked for a general contractor who was building um, franchises, um, mostly tropical smoothie cafes, um, Minchie's frozen yogurt. Um, there was a few flip flop shops, but um, I was brought in to actually be an executive assistant um, and then moved up to project management where I was project managing, um, you know, about 30, probably 30 projects. Um, yeah working with the site superintendents to making sure that they were building the building out the location, um, you know, her plan, ordering materials and making sure that they stayed on schedule for the franchisee and we stayed on budget and, and so forth. So that was my first introduction to, to franchise the, the franchise system and, and uh, franchising in, in general. Um, but we uh, a majority of our builds were tropical smoothie had a great relationship with uh, the corporate people at Tropical Smoothie and um, ultimately went to to work for them um, uh, seamlessly uh, to work for them and ended up working for uh, Tropical Smoothie Corporate in the design and construction phase or excuse me, department um, for nearly five years. And then uh, was lucky enough to land a job um, with Repum um, in Buildum Division and have been, uh, have been here ever since, um, started in 2022, I think with them. Um, so I've been here about 17 months. That's fantastic. That's a good trajectory. And again, like you said, working with a general contractor, we know in, you know, as we look into brands and brands that have brick and mortar, the number one fear of most franchisees that are investing in these is the cost of the build out. They're mm -hmm. nervous about what's going to happen to them. Are they going to find the right space? You know, I'm not a general contractor. I don't know how much electrical outlets cost. If somebody tells me this, you know, I, I just have to believe it. So having a competent individual there is so, so incredibly valuable. So when you're looking at build outs and doing all of those things, what would you tell a franchisee? you know, as they're getting into this, they're looking at a build out, what can they expect? What can they expect from somebody in your position? What can they expect realistically? Because I think you're probably a victim many times to people being like, I want this done tomorrow, we should be able to find a space and it should cost $10 per square foot. Yeah. And my total project cost should be $50,000. So yeah. Yeah. about that, what should they know? Um, I mean, they should know that right now, unfortunately, uh, the, the life that we're all living, um, constructions, construction costs are very high right now. Um, you know, there, 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 there is a range depending on where you live, but, um, you know, labor is expensive. Um, labor is hard to come by. Um, they basically are setting their prices. 
Um, but what I always tell people is, um, especially if you can have a project management firm behind you, like Bill, um, you know, we're, we're there to, to, to guide support, um, and to help them through that process, the uncharted waters that they've never been through to kind of help set expectations and, you know, what, what they can expect and what they might see what they might not see, but just construction. If you haven't lived it, um, it's, there's some, some surprises that, that, that pop up along the way. So, um, just, uh, you know, letting them know that you're there, um, that you'll do everything you can to, to bid level and to make sure that, you know, the general contractors are, are bidding the project, that they're bidding it, that they're bidding it accordingly. Um, you're bid leveling to make sure that, you know, their prices out are to whack in to, to, pinpoint some areas where um, you can kind of negotiate and try to get those prices down um, and then have, you know, your, your, your general contractor guarantee that bid. So you're not faced with any change orders. Change orders can hurt franchisees. Um, I remember working for the general contractor for, for Tropical Smoothie, um, the ones building the Tropical Smoothie and we were, they were going for electrical final um, and it was a tropical smoothie in Kennesaw, Georgia. And the inspector walked in and said he wanted um, uh, GFI breakers, um, outlet breakers along the whole entire smoothie line. Um, not only that, he wanted GFI breakers in the electrical panel. So he wanted twofold, um, delayed the project, delayed the opening, delayed the food coming in, was an expensive um, change order to the, to the franchisee. But um, those, are, those are surprises that you know, we can't help. We can just help guide them through. So um, construction's tough, but um, having a team beside you um, to, to, help, to, to help guide you and support you through the chartered waters is, um, is definitely advantageous and uh, I highly, highly recommend it. That's, I, I remember that. So I remember you talking about that story now that I think back to it. But what motivates so much about, I think, us as a family and for me personally to get into franchises, I saw Melissa, you, honey, behind the scenes. And when you were collaborating with other people on your team, this was at, at, at when you were, worked for the GC, when you worked for Tropical or Repum, all of it, is that when the group gets together, you guys are always advocating for the individual franchisee success, helping them solve problems, block and tackle, to get open faster, to reduce cost. And ultimately, and one of the things I hear you guys talk about is this guy's going to do really well, or this gal's not going to do well, or whoever it may be. What are some of the um, what are some of the characteristics that you see? And I know you see them early on. What are some of the characteristics that you see that indicate to you that a franchisee is going to be really successful? Follow the system. You know, they're buying in, they're buying into a franchise yeah. um, because of the support in the structure that's already built behind the scenes. Um, they're taking that leap because they want to own their own business. Um, and if, if they follow the system that's set in place, it's going to aid in their success. Um, and that's, I say it all the time, follow the system. I, we say it too. And I think sometimes it's so incredibly lost on people because typically franchisees are successful. They're successful in corporate America. Some of them have already owned and established their own businesses where they've created every single system. And it's easy to forget you're not an expert typically in the realm that you buy a franchise in. You know, right. you're not typically the number one gal or guy in that group. You need to listen to what they're doing. They've yeah. made mistakes. That's why you want to be a part of this system. 
they're also dialing in a lot of stuff, you know, cost of goods, they're dialing in Mm -hmm. labor, they're dialing in so many things that you don't have to learn the hard way. And so many times I talk to a franchisee post being placed in a system and they're doing the opposite. They're saying, well, I'm not getting this or I'm not getting that. And it's saying, okay, well, what are they telling you? Well, that I have to have this, this, and this first. Okay. Do you think that they would intentionally be delaying anything? Right. That doesn't benefit them. It doesn't benefit them to have you wait to do these things. It benefits them to make sure you're ready. And And successful. And successful because franchisors, you know, don't make any money unless franchisees are successful and their system doesn't grow. There's no equity in the system if franchisees aren't successful and aren't opening. And specifically in brick and mortar, when you get a person Mm -hmm. that comes in and they're a multi-unit franchisee, you've got those guys coming in and they need to open three or four or five. And I know you guys are doing this right now with a mental health brand that you own. You're multi-unit operators. You've got your first location open. But if the second and third location never opened because it wasn't financially successful, that franchisor is the one that looks problematic. So you need to help. And so much of what you guys do in the build out on the front side is save that money is save all of those things for franchisees so that they can put it towards marketing, so that they can put it towards the salary of a manager, so that they can save that money for a second build out. And I love a story. I I think facts are fantastic, but I'm a a sucker for a story. And I know Jamie tells a lot of stories to us about, you wouldn't believe what Melissa did. This week, she saved this person this much money. I would love to hear like a franchisee that comes to mind for you where you're like, this is one where I really felt like we nailed it. We saved them so much. We were able to come in and negotiate X, Y, Z, what you can negotiate. Give us the, give us the juicy scoop. What is, what's a great story? Brag about yourself, Melissa. Let's go. No, I don't know about that. Um, Recently, um, we had a franchisee um, building an elemental health and um, we went out for bid. It was a simple scope of work. It was paint and carpet. We're like, no problem. We're going to be, you know, probably under budget, definitely on time and so forth. And um, we went out for bid to um, it was probably a handful of local general contractors and a couple national. Um, again, it was it was a large space, but again, it was it was paint carpet. And we the bids came in and they ranged from 60,000 close to high 90s, 90,000. I, I was wow. literally almost fell off my chair and. So I went back and tried to negotiate and say, making sure that they were, you know, bidding apples to apples. I mean, it, it was it was incredibly simple. It was paint and it was carpet. I mean, the, the scope of work could not have been um, more clear. And so worked with the franchisee and he's like, Melissa, this is outrageous. And I said, how about we pivot and do it a different way? How about we find the trade, a local trade that can do the paint, that can that can demo the existing carpet, that can install the new carpet and you purchase the material independently. Um, and so we ended up going that route. Um, we saved um, we saved him based on the bids that came in. Um, he was ultimately out, I, I want to say probably 30,000 um, was right on. It was right in budget, um, was super happy to get him there. Um, and then in terms of timing, we coordinate, we coordinated everything. We knew that the turnover of the space um, or he was taking possession of the space on June 1 
demo started on June one. The painter was in there on, you know, it was like June 5th. The carpet wow. arrived on June 6th. The, the, the carpet install started on June 7th. Furniture was delivered on the 13th and he opened on the 19th. And it was, he told me that he had a day that he needed to open and I did everything in my power, um, you know, him included and, and the trades were wonderful. They were easy to work with. Um, and I was just super proud to be able to, to do that for that franchisee. So that's awesome. There's, there's at our house, there's stories like this that happen frequently, but and part of what motivated us to get into franchising is stories like this. I mean, she's got a Rolodex of stories like this through the history, but what, what, and I remember wanting to own a business and I was in corporate life and I said, I just want to own a business. I want to put my pencils in my own drawer. I want, I, I just want to do this. And I remember Melissa kept telling me all the time, like get into franchising, get into franchising, get into franchising. And so I started connecting and networking with some of the time, some of the tropical smoothie people that you'd worked with. Some of them were still really good friends with and you start hearing success stories and, and, and uh, it's just so empowering to see the system and the process. And when you understand the corporate team, the culture behind the corporate team of people like Melissa and, and the, the other people she works with that are their true motivation is they're there to, to drive success for the franchisor and for the franchisee. And that's it, it, it's a testament to the value of of being in a community and being in a system and being in a network of instead of just trying to do this on your own. It's 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 really, really empowering. There, there's common goals. I mean, the franchisor has a common goal. The franchisee has a common goal. We have a common goal. And that common goal is success. Because if the franchisee is not successful, then the franchisor is not successful. So it's it's everyone has the same common goal. And um, that's, that's what you do. You try to, to, to make it happen. I think that's the great thing about franchising is that in order to do that, we all have to be on the same page. And I think it starts with the process that we have where you're working with a consultant. And Jamie, I know you worked with my business partner originally to, to get into, to get into Ali mental health. And, you know, we take a pretty serious approach on our side on finding businesses that will really speak to people. And that will be what they're asking us for. And sometimes I know, Jamie, this is, you did not want to look at Ellie. It was not something that, you know, if you're, if you're thinking of like, oh, mental health is this and that. and like, But Brittany uniquely saw that as an HR executive, you were like the person that should be looking into this because you understood insurance. You understood the importance of having this programming in corporate settings. You understood a lot of what people that are just passionate about mental health and that are such big believers in therapy maybe were missing to be able to execute inside of a business like an Ellie. And to see you go from that to then opening the doors of your own location and being so incredibly successful there. And with the help of Melissa, I know you helped on, on your own opening as well and getting everything <laughs> in line and hearing that. I was like, man, I, I actually sent you, Melissa, um, my hairstylist who's opening her own uh -huh. salon who's not just now, not everybody can email Melissa. I just want to be very clear on that. <laughs> you, can't her, you can't send her construction projects, but I was feeling like she was kind of getting got. She didn't know what she was looking at. She didn't have a GC. She's managing her own project. And so I said to Jamie, is there any way Melissa could look this over? Because she literally isn't sleeping right now. And this is a, I mean, she's self-financing. So she's mm. writing some massive checks for her new salon. And yeah. Melissa was like, of course, looked it over for like 30 minutes, 
wrote down some stuff, said, actually, a lot of this is very fair. It may seem not fair, but looking at this, like this is very, very standard. And Mm -hmm. for her, it was just like, okay, I'm hearing it from a third party. I'm hearing that this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. And sometimes that's all you need as a business owner and a build out is for somebody to go, I've got your back. I'm not going to let anybody rake you over the coals. I'm not going to let them, you know, go above and beyond by $40,000. And now you are going back to the bank or you're doing all of this. You're scrounging to figure out how to make this work. So it's such a vital part of getting businesses open and profitability because every dollar counts when you're opening these businesses. Mm-hmm. So for all of us here, you know, in some way, shape or form, we've chose franchising or franchising chose us depending on how you look at it. But I would love to know what is your personal compelling reason for being in the franchise business and finding your home here? Babe, go ahead. Uh, for me, it was motivated by you because I saw the the people that you connected me with for success. Uh, I saw their experiences. I was afraid of getting into some sort of brick and mortar business because all the horror stories. But ultimately, when you have a system and a process behind you, when you have a team behind you that helps you with it, um, you know, you just break it down step by step by step. And and it's not it's not roses and unicorns every day and glitter being thrown around. But ultimately, it's a step-by-step process that leads you down a path to success and the network, the collaboration, the community, money, freedom, uh, relationships, independence, uh, making it a family lifestyle, uh, showing the path for our kids, helping our community, being the one that's in charge to make sure that our employees are treated right, that our clients are treated right. That's incredibly empowering to me. And it's more than money. Money's a big part of it, but it's more than money to me. And so, um, there, those, those are my reasons. Melissa, anything to add there? (laughs) What's your personal compelling reason? Um, Franchising is like a big, massive family. Um, And every, again, I I go back to the common goal. Um, You know, everyone has the same common goal and that's to be successful. And so I, uh, franchising to me, it's it's people, entrepreneurship, um, networking, contacts, solid relationships, um, and just, everything that Jamie said of, of what it has, has, has brought to us and to our family. I love that. That is, that's awesome. I think for me, listening to you say that, and, you know, Jamie, I think you hit on everything that most people are, are looking for too, when we're talking about this type of a, this type of a business. And sometimes people think of franchising and they think, well, that's not truly a business or that's not your own business or, and then, I always say, have you ever talked to a franchisee? You've clearly never talked to a franchisee in your life. It is very much your own business. It is, there's a lot of freedom. You have a lot of ability to make it yours in your community. And I think so many of the myths that we hear about franchising can be busted in in just listening to both of your whys, why you're in this industry. Now, Melissa, I would love for you to share with us what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received. And it doesn't have to be from Jamie. Marry <laughs> that boy. That's what it was. Marry no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> too, too funny. Um, it just, I get life and in franchising. Um, you always want to put yourself in someone else's shoes. They are, they're stepping out 
or stepping into an unknown um, that you, you you may be in um, already and to put yourself in their shoes, be sincere, be empathetic, guide, support, protect to the best of your ability um, and be true to your word. Um, trust is something you earn. It's not something you're given. Um, and I think if you follow all of those um, characteristics in helping someone, um, I think everything will be okay. Like I, I, it's, 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 it all has to do with build, building solid relationships and, um, and I, I love doing it. So. Judging by all of the referrals that you've sent from Tropical Smoothie franchisees, from people that you work with, anybody we've ever talked to that has come in contact with you, Melissa, has shared such positive, you know, just really such positive thoughts and also gratitude for what you were able to bring to the construction process and just how much you've eased their mind. And we put up with Jamie for, you know, about 35 hours a week and you're putting up with him for the remainder of it. So again, knowing what that must be like to be a life and business partner with him, we know your patience is fantastic as well. You guys have really built, in, in all seriousness, you guys have really been able to to build your family unit around building businesses and around teaching your kids, you know, a certain amount of autonomy in life. And I, I just really respect that. So thank you guys for sharing with us today and with our listeners, just how that's possible for not just you, but, but anybody that really wants to put their mind to it and wants to put in the work to succeed. It's awesome. I hope. I hope people walk away if they listen to this podcast all the way to the end here is that you can do this. You have to have some courage. You have to take a step forward and brick and mortar is a different type of business to get into than some of the franchising. And it's not for the faint of heart, but it is viable and you can do it. And for the right system, the right franchise or behind the scenes, you're going to have a strong level of support to help you every step of the way from your lease to your negotiation, to getting the test fits, to getting the build outs, all the stuff that I hear her talk about constantly and then when you do hit a roadblock you do hit a hurdle there's a support system of subject matter experts behind the scenes that will help guide support steer you around it protect you advocate for you and ultimately be a be a champion for you to get open and be profitable and be successful you can do this this is this is um a very viable way to taste the freedom and to um to, to get success and people like melissa um i love you babe people like her just put their heart and soul into helping other entrepreneurs and expect nothing in return other than a thank you and share a piece of your success with them. It's, it's franchising. I'm going to leave it at that. It's franchising. <laughs> right. Unless Melissa has something else to add. Other than I love you too. <laughs> oh, so good. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. One big happy family. I will talk to you guys later. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.